So I guess I have to crack it in my computer. Don't spill on your computer. Shit, that's a good point. I'm gonna go off to the side here. All right, here we go. Directional spill. crack. We'll drop. It's kind of a little pass through cracking. Welcome in. No buds allowed. If you did not see the video, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Here, here's what I'm talking about. Quick, quick behind the curtain to get things started. Don't have my mic. Mic's not working. Trying to do the beer crack into my MacBook Pro mic. As we're coming on, your very astute point is don't spill the beer on your computer. Yeah. So, logistically, not off to a great start. Emotionally, feeling very good. I hope you're, you're great. doing well. As yeah, it's buddy, it's all happening. Like it, it is all happening. Oh my god, it really god. is. We should probably start with the elephant in the room, which is. I cannot believe that Purdue lost to a 16 seed. How embarrassing for them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's the only <laughs> elephant that we need to address. Um, uh, I'm kidding. We can talk about Arizona. Literally in the doc, I was doing it, and I was like, fine, we can talk about Arizona. We should right, start so I, there. I did, but it was so sad because our last pod, we had such great momentum. Like, we're going <laughs> to oh. do it. We're going to do it. Together. We're going to Arizona, and this is the first time we're in lockstep, and then fucking Bam. Pan like frying pan right to the face. Game over. So, yeah. so what were your okay? So I had people texting me genuinely concerned about you. First of all, they're <laughs> like, "Have you spoken to Paige?" I'm like, "No, I haven't. I'm gonna let her cool this cool down. Cool up. Thank and you. Then I'll reach out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be that. Like, I don't like when people text me that shit. Mm-hmm. You need a couple hours to decompress, and then yeah. like, and then you're you you find your zen. So I hope you found your zen somewhere over those few hours that I didn't bother you. Yeah, I honestly like for me, it's I'm good after a few hours, but especially when like I'm working and like I have to cover this, like I done it so much that I'm just used to it that I like kind of I just go into like work mode and I'm not focused on anything. But the amount of texts that I receive from people that I have not spoken to in like months and years was like actually ridiculous. And I was like, what in the world? Which is fair because I put it out there like Arizona is like the one team that I'm like really such a sore loser about. So it's okay. Like I know that and I can own that, but I was shocked at the number of people that text me. Um, and then some people were like, I know you're not responding, but I'm like genuinely concerned about your well being, which is kind of what you were saying. Oh, I got there. Yeah, yeah. I got those for you. Like people were like kind of joking, like, Hey, that's Paige. And then some are like, but, have you spoken to her? Yeah. Have you, have you her? And then you did text. You can't yeah. like, uh, you unprompted, like kind of came up for air. Like I'm, I'm fine. Fine, I'm yeah. Go- I'm going through it. Everybody, yeah. fuck off. Which, yeah, perfect. I Done. was like, I, I, you and producer Matt were the only people that I responded to for like a couple hours, um, because I had to do my job, which is great. Because also there was another editor on, and he was like, hey, I'll take this one because we obviously wrote an article on it Jeez. happening, and I appreciated that. Like that was super nice. But like, and also the two writers I was working with like didn't say anything to me either because they just were like handling their business. Which was very nice, but like that kind of stuff, like I'm good with. Like I have just, I watched Arizona lose to Buffalo and have to do uh, an article on them. Like I've just, and I do alert like um, people's reactions to that game. I totally remember that. Um, so, and also like for me, 2014 was like the worst loss to Wisconsin in the Elite Eight. Like that to me was like the, I was a senior in college. That was by far my worst like tournament loss. So the bar is like very high in terms of like disappointment. That for me was like, I didn't even think they deserved to win that game. They looked like they didn't even want to be there. And we're like looking ahead to the rest of the tournament. Like no one. And also to be fair, like 
Um, Umar Ballo had a broken hand. Kirk Risa wasn't doing well. By the way, Kirk Risa transferring out of Arizona. Saw that. that came yep. out today. So um, I wish him all the best. He'll be a great point guard at Xavier. That'll be really exciting for him. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was sad. But like, I wasn't as like affected by it as I thought I would be. I think if we got further in the tournament, it would have been worse. But I also then became like a huge Princeton fan. And look, they won another game. So like, they're still rolling. That makes me happy. Like, that's the biggest thing for me was that, Okay, at least it, we. Oh, if I'm we just lost happy it, for too. them. I'm happy for my my ex boyfriend that he's found. Yes. Like, are you really fucking fair, happy for Princeton? To be fair, though, like that is the kind Fuck of personality Princeton. I do have. To be fair, that is the kind of personality I have. I'm like, oh, I'm not actually happy for them. I'm happy all right, for uh, all my ex boyfriends. Uh, oh yeah, no, well, not all. No, uh, not all of them. <laughs> I am <have, laughs> in lots of no. <laughs> I I have no beef with Princeton other than. They really, they really torpedoed a lot of momentum this pod had, and my bets, and a lot of other things. My bracket, uh-huh. I've, I don't think I've ever had that. By the way, I've, I've been out like first weekend in brackets. My bracket has never been torn to shit in like four hours. Where I was like, "Wow, well, <laughs> okay. national championship yeah. pick didn't get knocked out in the first like, round." Literally yet. like that. Um, so I always pick Arizona. So that has happened to you before. It I, is okay. Um, I will say though, as a whole. The spirit of that and Purdue, fine, there is another elephant in the room. Yes. Um, that was wild. And the spirit of the first weekend, as a college football fan, I will say um, those four days are like pretty much unmatched. Football yeah. hits a different note for me. It will never be a comparable to Jan- January 1st or like the semis. Uh-huh. Um, but there is something about like the time of year, the the. The, the marathon week, like all of it, that's just like, yeah. God damn, hit, hits differently. It really yeah. does. It is, yeah. oh, so, so good. We will talk about Fairleigh Dickinson, but um, one thing I did want to talk about was the fact that, like, the morning window on Thursday was the most watched it's ever been. Like, there's yeah. was more views than ever, um, which is, like, a testament probably to a lot of people working from home. I saw on CNN yeah. there was, like, a thing that, like, companies lose, like, 17 billion dollars during the ncaa tournament because people are watching it but like to be fair i would be like if i was looking for a different job and there was a company whose incentives were like hey you know you get this many days of pto but you can work from home you have to come into the office around year round yeah but you get to work from home during the ncaa tournament i'd be like sold forget your snacks forget your unlimited pto being able to work from home during the NCAA tournament and watching those games is great. And it was awesome to see that people really genuinely cared about the tournament and um, views are up a- across the board, which is super exciting. But I do think it was a testament to some of the upsets we saw. Arizona was in like an earlier window. So it certainly helps. But um, Fairleigh Dickinson, I will say, um, saved my betting life. Like if there was ever a bet that was just like a Hail Mary prayer... It was betting them money line to beat Purdue um, at plus twelve hundred, and that got okay. me into the green for the weekend. All right. So when did you bet this? Because you texted me this. I didn't. I was like, "Holy shit!" And so, at what point did you did you I do that pre- before live? the game? Before the game. So you had that before the game. That yep. was a okay. First off, I feel like that should be plus like twelve thousand. Well, it was oh. like plus twenty one hundred before, but I think I got to it a little bit later. Like I bet it probably like an hour before the game started, but I think it was just because like like most people, I was looking at the tournament so far and I was like, you know what, this is not out of the realm of possibilities. It's happened once, um, in tournament history. 
but this feels like it's worth putting a little bit of a little sprinkle a little sprinkle that is i just assumed live because after mm-hmm. they hung like hung for no that's wow shoot your shot like yeah that was straight up a prayer because i had lost everything else because i was like oh my gosh this is painful I, but i think uh first off there's a couple of fdu takeaways yes so i, I don't I, I obviously didn't watch them this year um i don't know how many people did but what was really interesting when you watch them like they're fast they okay. played great defense. They did like a lot of things really well. Like they didn't yeah. look like a 16 seed. And I'm like hustling. wondering, like, how did they get? I know they were really bad. Like they had four wins and then they won. And but like you're watching this and you're just trying to figure out like the path of a team like this. But then also like they're really small, and there's like a dude that's seven foot four. Yeah. There's like so many weird variables they, in this they that also I found fascinating. They also yeah. weren't supposed to be in the tournament. They were defaulted into the tournament because the team that won the tournament was, or won that automatic bid, is still transitioning from D2 to D1. So they got in by a technicality and then pulled off one of the biggest upsets in the tournament's history. uh, That, to me, was everything. It was so good. Fucking Big Ten, man. Like, you know, heard a lot of shit about the Big Ten, too. And you know what? You're not wrong. I mean, people are not wrong. Like, this this was vintage... Big Ten. This was yeah. like the football equivalent of the Big Ten just doing its thing, other than Sparty, which yeah. I'm fading this week. Spoiler yes. alert. Yeah. But I, 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 no, it's still, I marvel at this. And then I just, I marvel at just the total, like the whole weekend is wild. Like, mm-hmm. um, I had some ups, I had some downs, betting wise. I think I ended up maybe a little. What was weird though is I was very streaky. I feel like I'd rip off three losses. Yeah. I'd rip off three wins. I did some first half plays that like didn't go well. I did some. I mean, I had some. I had some. I have some interesting thoughts on the Gonzaga TCU game. I had a very interesting betting experience on that. Not not what you think. Uh, actually, okay. So, um, but I also think to your point about numbers. So like so much of the NCAA tournament has is the bracket. It's like the mm-hmm. bracket. As gambling becomes just normal and legal, I think people are also realizing, like, you know, the bracket is fine, but, like, I have so much shit that I can bet on. Yeah. That, like, I can, like, my $10 bracket, like, no, I'm going to bet on, uh, I'm going to bet on this over here. I'm going to bet on Xavier. I'll do whatever. Like, there's so many different props. I know none of this is necessarily new, but I think it's new to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just going to inject more. There's going to be more interesting prop bets. Will a one seed lose, right? I saw yeah. sites carrying that. There, there's just so much stuff you can do, and it's only going to increase the viewership. One right? of the bets, like, yeah. One of the bets that was a tough one to take, well, will there be overtime? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Yes. Ouch. Yeah. That is wild that we did not get it. That's insane. Poor Mikey Locks. Yeah, poor Mikey say, Locks, friend, <laughs> friend of the pod. We feel bad. We feel bad, but also not that bad. It's fine. That's um, great content. But I, that. Oh. I do think in terms of like exposure for one, betting purposes, exposure for the sport in general, exposure for Cinderella teens is amazing. Um, the the um, Fairleigh Dickinson head coach is now the head coach at Iona because Patino left. So there is like a lot of good that comes from this like first huge weekend for those small schools. Um, I will say I did have a what I called the moneyline underdog bet parlay. Uh, that was Arkansas, Princeton, and I think I'm trying to remember who the third one was, but it hit. And then after that, I got greedy and did like a favorites one. Always bet the underdog is really what I'm saying. Do you wait? This is not on the dock, but I was just curious. Have you seen that guy that's betting like a hundred bucks on every underdog? 
No, no, I have yeah, not. Yeah, so like he did this last year, but he bets like a hundred bucks on every underdog for every game, and he's in the the green right now. But he's he's come up, he's finished and, like up every year. And, and is he betting spread or is he money line? He's doing spread. I I don't know if he's, he's doing pretty, spread. He's, or money he's line. probably doing spread. Um, well, underdogs were on fire, right? And then they and then they kind of came cool back down to earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and by the way, overs. Did you see the totals? I mean, no. Um, yeah, like the totals did the same thing. I believe the overs. I believe was it unders. I think unders were on fire, and then and then totals. There was a roller coaster. I have to look. I should probably know what I'm saying before I say it. But it's fun to just kind of just throw it out there. there. Like a, That's what this podcast been, is all about. Just throwing yeah. it out there, and then we'll look in real time, get the real time reaction. But so you bet on the Gonzaga TCU game. Okay. Yes. All right. So this was one of the, this, by the way, if you have not seen it, um, everybody that listens to this pod has probably seen it. The final line closed at what? Four, four and a half. Four and a half. Right. And essentially the game ended where the game is over. TCU or what? Gonzaga's up like seven and they TCU, there's 0.7 seconds left. They just let the ball roll out. No one's touching. The guy picks it up. Long three pointer in. Holy fucking shit. TCU covers. Now, I went to bet Gonzaga before this game began and I got shut out and I was very mad about it. I was very mad. So yeah. then what happens is I'm waiting to bet live. I'm like watching the game, I'm watching the game and I'm on my phone. I'm looking for the right time to get in. And Gonzaga got out to a slow start and they didn't look good. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to just wait, right? I'm going to wait. So I didn't bet. Um, but I was still mad the whole time because I'm like, God damn it, they're going to come back. At halftime, I got in at Gonzaga uh, for the second half minus six. So essentially, okay. they had to win by one. And I loaded up on this. So I I ultimately covered. Like, yes. I was navigating landmines because I had people that were all over Gonzaga. Yeah. I told them that I got in because I didn't want to be left out. They are devastated in the text chain <laughs> about this decision. And I'm just, like, counting money. Like, I know, man, totally we got screwed, right? When I was... Pretty much all in on second half. Um, that is still, we do this, it's hyperbole when you see one of these moments. Um, like we say, it's one of the weirdest or the worst bad beat ever. Basketball version, I'm having a hard time finding a worse beat than that. That was amazing. And also the best part was that it was like the end of the night. And it just was like, and also the other part, I don't know if you heard the video of the arena. Everybody in that arena knew what that was. Even the announcers knew what was going on. It was hilarious like it was so funny like we talk about this a lot how betting is becoming so much more like normal to talk about because it's becoming more and more legal everywhere it's hysterical to see that like how much of broadcasts and even like the in i mean when people say like oh you root for like underdogs during march madness like yeah you're rooting for underdogs because people bet that because that's how you make money that's where the best like you know odds are and it's it was so cool to see but also just hilarious at the end of the night that that shot went up it was just like a nothing it was also the two free throws too that set that there was like a foul before and seven seconds yeah, yeah and they like, got the two free throws and they hit them and so it then they were gonna lose and everyone was like oh they lost but the videos of the reactions of that was amazing um it was quite exactly hilarious. right you're right. Those free throws were unnecessary. In fact, yeah, they killed, just they killed the cover. Yeah. 0.7 seconds. Just throw the ball in the just air. The game it. is over. Uh, um, so, so much had to go wrong. And what was funny, you're, it was the end of the night, uh-huh. and everybody's tired and hungover and whatever. And Twitter is, like, tired and hungover. 
And then that happens. And I know I follow the right people because it yes. was like a it was like a fucking degenerate orgy on Twitter. Like just like <laughs> oh my god, like a collective ooh, just everybody everybody's just trying to like who got screwed? Did you win? And I mean I watched the highlight. I watch I'm watching uh, with my wife. I'm like, Kaylin, I know you don't really <laughs> give a shit, but like But this was we just we, what did we just witnessed. And even she's watching it like, oh, that's so terrible. Did you lose on that? I'm like, no, no. but I should have. But um, a friend of mine so fell crazy. asleep and he woke up and he just says like, what the fuck? His last text was like, we did it, buddy. And I'm like, yeah, man. And then it's like, no, don't send that text ever, don't, ever. Don't. Until it the was, buzzer sounds, don't do it. But that is why this tournament is so fucking great. Mm-hmm. It is why it's great. And and what's weird about the tournament too, because I'm 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 deep into this week's lives. I alliance, I leave for Vegas in like, I don't know, twelve hours. I'm ready to roll. The the cool thing about the tournament is you go from this really random event to this awesome weekend of like just really fascinating games. Yeah. That will will also have random results, but like the lineup is superb. Like yeah. it kind of naturally transitions. Yeah, it's cool. Like the way it, it takes on these different roles, and I am, yeah. I am ready. I am yeah. excited. So it's been a very, very fun stretch. Um. So as you know, because I worked this, I watched every little minute of this broadcast. Um. On True TV, TNT, TBS, CBS, all the things. Um. I was watching the pregame to the Kansas game, and they were interviewing one of their players and doing like a rapid fire, and he. They asked him, like, what his favorite flavor of Gatorade was, and he said orange. And uh, it went back to, like, Charles Barkley and uh, Clark Kellogg, and they were talking, and they also agreed that it was orange. And I'm just, like, I was so caught off guard by this in a way that, like, I didn't expect to be. I just thought that everyone mutually agreed that lemon lime and the yellow was the best flavor of Gatorade. And then the light blue is a close second. I'm actually team orange. We did not talk about this. I am Team Orange, and I am Lemon Lime with a close second. And then, by the way, I have a huge gap to number three. I actually may go Fruit Punch like a five-year-old, number three. Fruit Punch is what you drink when you have the flu. Uh, it's also delicious in Gatorade. You like what? the orange Gatorade? I love the orange Gatorade. Like, if you had any choice of flavor of Gatorade, you're I, picking I orange? Actually, I actually just did this because I was hung over last weekend, and I went and got me an orange Gatorade. Yeah, I, I am. I, I, we did not discuss this on the pre-pod show. Uh, this is clearly your facial expression is saying that I've... I think that maybe this, this is going to be our last episode of No Puns Allowed. I think well, this but, is but where I, it ends. But I'm also, like, I'm orange, and then I'm lemon-lime very close. Like, I, but I don't really deviate from those two flavors period i can do either you don't i like I think... the light blue no i don't i think Maybe it's trying too hard this it doesn't know what this it wants isn't to be me trying to be an ass okay i promise <laughs> time out whoever whenever someone says that <laughs> it is absolutely them trying to be an ass but just trying to say it in a light way like um when you were younger were there oh that boy. many flavors of gatorade oh like the... jesus <laughs> like, no, yeah they're, they're, i don't know just... Yeah, because we drank all like sport. No, when I was younger, I'm just saying like the uh, the the cool blue or whatever it is, the light blue one or the fro- frost, whatever it's called. The names, I don't even know. I just know them by the color. The light blue one was really, really popular, but I didn't know if it was because it was like newer, but was like, I know orange is like the original Gatorade flavor, right? I, uh, I, I think it was because it was like Florida, right? It yes. Was Gator- like, yes. Yes. So, 
No, orange. because I'm because I'm an old. Uh, I no, do I was just remember. Saying, like... I would remember uh, back when there weren't cell phones when the blue fa- flavor came out, and it had like the cool bottle. Okay. Like the, the biker bottle. Okay, I was older than you, uh, probably considerably older. Um, no, the blue flavor is fine. The light blue, not the dark blue. The dark blue is terrible. Dark Someone said purple. I, I'm d- disgusting. Fire oh, no, straight no, to no, jail. No. But it's... orange, like orange really freaks me out. Like the lemon lime with the, and to be fair, if we're going full favorite, it's like the bottle with the twist top, the like yes. large bottle with the twist top. Lemon. I agree with you there. Is the best Gatorade that there is. Um, I, I would go orange, lemon, space, space, space. And if fruit punch didn't stain my lips, like again, like a 12 year old after <laughs> soccer practice. I would probably commit to fruit punch a little bit more. I think fruit punch, punch is delightful. I really do. I had it. I, the reason I said it's what you drink when you have the flu is because I had the flu when I was in middle school. I remember, and I drank red Gatorade. And when you have the flu, you obviously yeah throw up. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And uh, yeah, you gathered. And uh, yeah, I've been traumatized I, since then. I haven't had a red Gatorade since that. So wait, hold on. What does that have to do with throwing up? Like you want your throw up red? My throw up was red. So, no, but it was just oh, like I drank I that when so I that, had the flu, so oh, I haven't. So you're out, you're I out. only yeah, drink that out. when I, I had the flu. That's like my flu Gatorade. Worst case scenario, if I need a Gatorade, that's what you. Like you, you like need to colorify your puke. Like you're like. <laughs> no, like, it's like, more just that. Like I'm traumatized now and like won't drink red Gatorade, at all. I uh yes no I I am a strong orange and yellow. Do you drink? Um, I have a friend. I was at, where was I at last year? It was a golf tournament. Um, mm-hmm. In Iowa, whatever the PGA tournament. I'm bra- oh, John Deere. Deere, yeah. And, um, me, and we, Deere. we, we, Deere, <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> Elephant. And uh, he goes up to order a drink and he goes, I'll take a, um, I'll take a yellow Gatorade and vodka, right? I found that very interesting. Like that to me is like what I did in high school when like you were just manufacturing, manufacturing drinks. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm in. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, I looked at him like, what are you fucking 15? And then he's like, no try it it's very it was like a thousand degrees out right so he's trying to do the hydration drink hydration yeah it was a pretty delightful drink i'm not ready to do more of it i just had not seen that in you know a very long time i'm not opposed to it but i almost feel like it might be better with tequila but that might also be the worst idea ever so now that i think about it i'm probably gonna make a tiktok of trying it with vodka and tequila and see what's better oh that's a very in thing to do now like the drink things. I think I'd be good at this. I see it on Instagram Reels. That's where the olders people go. But like, uh, we're going to mix Sunkist and, the you know, Amaretto and rum. And it's going to taste like a fucking cheeseburger, right? Like those are these videos. Like, and I'm like, let's see. But sometimes, then almost always like, yep, it's a cheeseburger. Like, I don't. <laughs> Two-parter to this. Yes. One, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme where it's like, your friends that don't have TikTok who send you Instagram reels that are like That's me. six that weeks is... after. That is so you. So you saying that just like dated you in That's general. Me. We need you on TikTok. <laughs> and second, I love how you became a country bumpkin when you were doing this oh, all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> did I get a little twang? You um, did. All of a sudden, you just, you're all, we need to name your twangy alter ego. Oh boy. I spent like two days down in Alabama working on a story <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i in. Like oh, I'll go, I no matter y'all. where I go. Yeah, yeah, I conform, and they probably hate me for it. I don't do it on purpose. It's just like, 
It's just, I just want to be one of y'all. Yeah. Like that is I've it. worked no. in college football for what, eight years now. Like I say y'all because of the fact that I worked in college football. I've never lived anywhere beside California and Arizona. And like, no one says y'all, but I say y'all because of the people that I just spend time with and listen to all the time. I, I am going to ask my friends about their favorite Gatorade color and what their thoughts I'm are. I'm curious I'm actually, too. We, we're going to do a poll on the, the Twitter account because I need to know, right. I need to know if there are more people like you that I need to be worried about in this world. I mean, I don't, it's not, it's not bad. I, I feel like you've had, you've, you've had bad experiences um, with this. So maybe it's no, like not with an orange Gatorade. Thing. I just don't like it. Well, that's true. The orange Gatorade is, uh, you know, that's just, it just hates, but it's delicious. I don't know how you can't like it. It's, I'm good. It's good. Okay, fair enough. Uh, um, do we want to do a couple of quick football things? We can, yes. So first I want to talk about Jimbo Fisher. The only quick, like the only things we're going to talk about football right now is when there's news. And Jimbo Fisher basically saying that he's not sure who's going to call plays. Now, here's why I think this is funny. I always take the temperature of college football stories via my Twitter. And like all the Texas A&M fans, like, fucking A... So you bring in Bobby Petrino. Your offense was terrible. It's We have been telling Jimbo for, I don't know, a long time, many, many months, like, let go, find your lane, Kiffin. Give up the sticks. Give up the sticks. Do something to make this thing work. And okay. Jimbo just will not do it. So my question for you is multi-question. Yeah. Um, are you surprised by this? And <laughs> will he? will he ultimately do it? So one, you know my answer to am I surprised at this? No, there's something, there's some form of ego thing that he has that he cannot let go of. And I think people were really excited when they were like, okay, he's finally going to do what everyone's been telling him to do. There was all this discussion about, is it worth the buyout? If he does not give up play calling this year, they genuinely need to fire him if it doesn't go well. Like that's, that would just be absolutely ridiculous. Like, you need to play to your strengths. If you want to win, if you want to be one of the best, like Nick, then figure it out. Like, I don't know why he... And, and saying that is also worse because you bring attention to it. Like, he wasn't just going to outright say yes or no. He, he just refuses to... I, I don't understand why he can't do this. I, I don't understand why this is so hard. It's an ego thing. It's it is weird. an ego thing, but you bring in, you bring in Bobby Petrino, who like is should should do this, right? Like, I, I yeah, that's why an, you brought him in. That's why that's they, why you brought him in. That's why boosters were like, hey, get somebody in here, because we need a change. He had to have agreed to make a change, otherwise they would have figured out how to pay him to get rid of him. Like he had to have agreed that like he would change something. It wasn't just like, okay, we'll give you another year. There were conversations of like, what are we doing tangibly to change and get better? So it like blows my mind that this comment is out there. But it is. I mean, am I surprised? No. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> so my last football story, which is relatively mundane, but also generating a lot of good conversation on the old Twitter, is that a four-star running back, Jordan Marshall, who is uh -huh. from Ohio, committed to Michigan over Ohio State. And did so basically saying, some of my friends are big Ohio State fans and so is my papa, but he's going to start rooting for Michigan now. 
and basically, and I'm paraphrasing, said, I grew up an Ohio State fan. It's kind of clearly the tide is turning. Yeah. Now, I there's a lot to unpack. That is great message board fodder, by the way. That is perfect off-season bullshit for the for it. But I'm curious if you buy this, because I kind of do. I do think, obviously, they didn't win a lot of games versus uh, Ohio State forever. They mm-hmm. won a couple emphatically, like emphatically. And now you get another game at Michigan. Michigan probably has a better overall. Actually, I'd say right now, for sure, you think has a better overall team. The fact that it's paying off in recruiting, mm-hmm. this is a four-star running back. He's like number 198 in the country on some. So this isn't like a ground. This isn't number two quarterback or a five-star kid. But it still feels like kind of a big deal, right? Like this is not a kid that Ohio State would lose for a very long time. So I'm curious, do you think this is a big deal or this is this just like perfect it's the end of March and we need a football story to talk about fodder. Yeah, I would say it is a big deal, but I don't think that he's in in total correct in the sense of like, okay, the tides are changing and things like that. Like alluding to the fact that like Michigan is now becoming the powerhouse over Ohio State. Like I, I don't think that that's going to be something that lasts for as long as it did for Ohio State over Michigan. So I, I think he's right in the sense of like, yeah, there's a lot of, shift there and it's going to be a lot closer than before but I don't think this is a complete shift and I wouldn't if I'm an Ohio State fan like to your point this is like something I'm putting up on the bulletin board and we'll we'll see what happens this season I uh I love it I just want any other piece of content that will make these two teams hate each other more more yes I love it I the coaches hate each other the fan bases certainly hate each other there's some respect baked in, and I think this is great for college football. And I find it fascinating because Michigan, Harbaugh, we think is staying for one more year, I guess. Like that. Yeah. Okay, great. So they can recruit again. Um, time will tell, but we will see. Neither of those two teams, by the way, did anything in uh, in college basketball world. In fact, I bet on Ohio State a lot this year, and it did not go well. <laughs> Michigan, I think, lost their first round game in the NIT. Yes, bad. So. Very, very bad. Um, we transition out of football to World Baseball Classic. Yes. Now, I've got some mixed feelings about this, obviously. Um, I don't have mixed feelings about watching the finals. I don't mm-hmm. think the world... I haven't seen the ratings on this, if they're mm-hmm. out or not. But um, I, it was spectacular. You can't draw yes. this up better. Like, it's a fucking Hollywood movie script. Mm-hmm. Um. Otani, Trout, 3-2, bottom of the ninth. Like, it's crazy. 3-2, 3-2, I guess. Double up on 3-2. So what were your... I'm going to try and... Like, I got to be careful here. So I'm going to let you go first. What were Uh your general World Baseball Classic uh, conclusions? One, I think it's great for the sport of baseball. I know there was a lot of commentary at the very beginning of this, if, if it was worth it and if players cared and if people cared. Um, there were whole countries that were watching this that to be fair don't probably watch a lot of MLB so like it was a big deal to a lot of countries um I think one of the biggest like markets for baseball in the world is Japan their league is incredibly successful and so that's why like a lot of those players don't play in the major league baseball league so it just kind of like um the major league baseball league geez it's fine some more coffee today but in major league baseball um but I thought it was great. I thought, like, one, being able to see the best talent from everywhere. I think the conversation around, like, Major League Baseball has been a- about a lot of foreign players that have done a really great job in the sport. 
and it's cool to see them shine for their countries and in a way that like was exciting the games were exciting um and the engagement in it was incredible i saw today like the most liked tweet about the um on the mlb account was about like uh japan winning and it's like two hundred thousand more likes than the most liked mlb tweet about major league baseball which was the astros winning the world series so like the engagement for it and the like appetite for it is like worldwide which i find so funny because we call it the world series but really like the america series yeah yeah and so it's funny to me that like you know people were commenting about how this doesn't matter but it it seemed like it certainly mattered to a lot of people um and it was great for the sport in general in my opinion i have two takes on this well i have a huge series of takes but i need to start with otani um future matt show otani <laughs> um i think i can say now is the craziest athlete of my lifetime that used to be lebron and there's a lot of football players that just are incredible at what they do. Yeah. But I've never like this is this is like otherworldly mm-hmm. to do this stuff. Also, the dude got yoked over the last couple of years yeah. now where he's like a monster. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you read like the analytics on that slider he threw and it's like they're saying like truly the close one of the closest pitches to a perfect pitch of like break and the speed that they've ever seen. Yeah. It it is truly incredible. I think he is the greatest, like the most unique athlete of my life. And I don't think it's even close at this point. Like no hyperbole. Like it is, it is insane. I want him on the Mets so bad. Yeah. Well, and there's something to be said about um, his relationship with Mike Trout too, because Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player we had seen before, before Otani. And it it was one amazing that they ended up being the, they were going against each other at the end of that game. That was like you can't write that like you no, said Hollywood script. You can't write that. Um, but it's also just cool to see that like I think one of the things that people talk about often with Mike Trout is that like his talent is basically being wasted on a team that like hasn't won anything. And I think there is something and like I think uh, I think it was Damian Lillard who was like talking about this with the NBA where like. A lot of people are ring chasing and the way that people talk about the NBA is all about the people of like if defining success is like being like having won a championship and having a ring. And I think the conversation is shifting a little in sports in general of like appreciating the players for their play and not just the fact they've won championships. Of course, that's important. And of course, it goes down in their legacy and all of that stuff. But I think like appreciating the fact that we get like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the same team. And you get to watch them play baseball in general is just something that people should give a shit about more than yeah. they, they have in the past. And I think we're starting to see that a little bit more because, again, like to the point of, of Dame is like there's so much more that goes into that than just like winning a championship. And like for Daniel sure, just one of the best one of the best basketball players and best shooters we've ever seen. But like he doesn't have the ring so people are obviously make that commentary but there's something to be said about staying with a team that you've been with and things like that so um it definitely is an interesting uh conversation amongst like sports talking heads about the way that we um view sort of legacy and what really matters in in the world of sports and and defining like the greats and things like that well, the the viewing this too. Uh, that's my other point. So Edwin Diaz, I'm a Mets fan, as you know. I was devastated to watch this the best closer in baseball get like wheeled off. It's mm-hmm. like devastating. And then I really hate. And I actually tweeted like 
I was pissed off and I had been drinking wine. Um, not a good combination. Been and I there. tweeted something about a, squ- a scrimmage and then the internet got all mad. And then I thought about it. And I, I don't like like where, like if you're a Mets fan, you, like, it's okay to be really pissed off about mm-hmm. this and, and really question whether he should be playing in this game. If you're a fan of baseball, it's okay to say, hey, this is really cool and all these people watch, it mattered. But like I hate how these two things, like depending on what you like or what you care about, mm-hmm. Those two emotions can coexist. It was so f- yeah. weird the last couple of weeks where everyone's like, I'll see, like, this, this, how many people watch. This is great. And it is great for baseball, by the way. I really do think it's good for baseball. I also think if I'm a Mets fan, like, your season's on toast. The Mets are still really good. It's fucking soul crushing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, in, and these two opinions can coexist of like this strong defense of this world baseball classic and this grief of losing. Like your heart and soul of your baseball team, I, yeah. And then obviously Altuve got hurt as well, so it like re- regurgitated like the same thing. Altuve's out a couple of months, so I found it fascinating. As a Mets fan, I will say this: that shit is freak. It could happen anywhere. I don't think it would happen in spring training. It can happen anywhere. Um, I'm still very sad. Yeah. Doesn't mean doesn't but, mean he shouldn't play. So, I'm just yeah. sad. I I get what you're saying, but I also think that like this stuff happens all the time. Like we talk about it with players, you know, playing in their bowl games and things like that. There are some that want to do it and some that don't. I think it's sure. up to the player and it's up to their discretion and the Absolutely. person. And I think that's the part where it's like it's irritating to make those like blanket. And this is really your point. It's irritating yeah. to make those blanket statements about these certain things like, oh, this is a scrimmage, they shouldn't be playing in it, when really it's like, it's up to the player. It's up to it's, it's up, up to, to the their player. discretion. And it is good for baseball on the flip side of it. And it's like, oh, it's good for baseball. They should be playing. The, they have a responsibility to play. It's like, no, they don't. They can also choose if they want to not to play. It's so, exactly kind of where I fell after yes. my wine-infused tweet. Yes. I Also, how about shout-out to Steve Cohen, who sent Edwin Diaz a chef, <laughs> like physical therapist. And like, I, I forget what it was. It was like, a three-team to his house. Like, we're going to get you back. We're going to get you back. It's September, buddy. Like, let's go. Um, uh, What I would do for a private chef, I know that sounds bad, but... Oh, it's my dad and I were talking about this last night. We were talking about his recovery, and my dad's like, you can keep the nutritionist. Like, just give me the chef. Like, like, just, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever it is. Physical it therapy, sure, send him along to you. That's fine. But, like, give the me chef, the like, chef. I, I, I'm in. So, I... I I will say, um, I'm very curious to see what they do with the World Baseball Classic. I saw uh, I, I, points that I'll agree with. If an injury like that happens in November, you can get him back for more of the year. Do you move it to November? Do you move it to the middle of July and just shut down baseball for a couple of weeks? I think that's actually an awesome idea. Take I a, saw that last night. I think that would be really a, cool. Take a clip out of the, uh, the Premier League's playbook. I think it's really smart. I, I, there's a lot of momentum here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to also be Shohei Otani's bank account, by the way. Yeah, same. Um, um, but speaking of, also, this is very random, but on that day that Arizona lost, Arsenal also lost a game in a, a like, um, I don't know how to best explain it to you. It's like an in-season in tournament, basically. That's like all, like, Europe plays in it, and we lost at, in, on penalty kicks. So that so was you had the double whammy. Oh, I had the double whammy. I was like devastated. I was like, "Well, this is awful. This is the worst sports day I've ever had." I had a couple like that. We had uh, Diaz go down, Iowa basketball lose, Spencer Lee for Iowa wrestling lost. Who's like a legend, right? Like, okay, which, wait, like, we need yes. to talk about his mom. Wasn't that him? Oh, the, the glass break. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great move. 
Great move. Power move. Like your son she, just lost. Like that's so Iowa. I mean, like that's she great. Just, like ripped him off and just smash him and chucked him to the ground. I have never seen a mom reaction as epic as that one. We were watching it with my kids, and my the kids are like, "Did she just smack break her glasses?" I'm like, this? "Yep." She's upset. Give him some space. On the positive Iowa front, I will say one of the coolest sports watching experiences I've had with my kids mm-hmm. to date for forever. They like sports. They're getting into it. Caitlin Clark of Iowa. Yes. We watched the Iowa-Georgia game. My kids have not been more into a sport. Love that. My my daughter is like, I, I'm going to use my connections, abuse my connections at Iowa to facilitate some sort of Caitlin Clark thing. I've yes. never seen my daughter connect to a sport or a, an athlete like Caitlin Clark. It is, it was like, like I was like watching this, like emotionally watching her watching it. It was really yes. cool. And my and my son too is like, Dad, why is she so good? I'm like, oh, fuck it, <laughs> buddy. I'm not, you're the wrong. This this is not the basketball aficionado, but like, she's bobbing three. She didn't have a great game, but Iowa did. So I'm gonna be gone. But they have like earmarked Iowa women's run, which actually they could do now because the bracket. Um, yeah. Iowa women's basketball is a has been a lot of fun for all the pain. For all the non-fun that Iowa is, like Iowa women's basketball is is like the opposite of the football team. They they're fast. They're bombing threes from everywhere. It's, yeah, it is it is cool. It's a neat dad moment to see them connect to an athlete in a way that they have with Caitlin Clark. It's pretty cool. That is so, awesome. Yeah, um, more of that. Before we get to picks and pints, I'm gonna need to go grab my computer charger. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, this is great. I can start talking about my Vegas trip. This I is... legitimately looked up and it was like low power and I was like, shit, I forgot to bring my computer charger in. So I will be right back. This will can be I edited just, out. Can I just kill time? I no. mean, you... <laughs> well, how, well, how long is it going to be? Like probably 10 seconds. Oh, that's fine. All right. You go ahead. I'm going to start talking about Vegas. <laughs> wow. That was an aggressive uh, microphone walk up. So while Paige is gone. We're still recording. Maybe I, I should throw my charge here. Oh, that's even better than me actually recording as we're talking to people about recording. So tomorrow I leave for Vegas. I did not know that Sweet 16 was in Las Vegas. Now, now I'm going to save it for Paige and we're just going to listen to her. Jesus, slam doors? Wow. It's very loud. See your bobblehead collection in the background. This is genuinely hilarious watching you like talk by yourself over here. Well, Honestly, I was talking... if one of us can't do the podcast, I feel like we should do solo episodes where we just, because the two of us, out of all the people in the world, honestly, See, great, that's, great bullshit. I don't know if that will make the pot or not. I hope it does. Could hear like the door opening and like grab my computer charger. And like, that's, that's what no, no punts is though. It's raw. There we go. Um, For a second, yeah, I thought it was there we we're back. Um, we're, it's, I, so, it's very natural. We don't. We're not um, stiff over here. That sounded weird, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, <laughs> God dang it, Paige. No, no, I us. got it. We're down. Um, <laughs> speaking of with Ve- Vegas, okay, Vegas. It's a good segue. So I leave tomorrow. I'm yes. staying at the Aria. Tamara. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying at the Aria. I'm in Vegas for approximately seven days. Cotton speed. That is a problem, okay? And so I've thought long and hard about how I'm going to uh, do this, mm. and I don't have a good answer. But I, and Paige, I didn't know that the Sweet 16 was in Vegas. 
by the way. Yeah. Like I didn't. So we oh. were like, yeah, my buddy's a big UConn fan. We were debating, like, yeah. should we go to the game? Go. So, so we're, 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 we're going to play around with that. Okay. But definitely go. You'll be able to get tickets like last minute. We, well, it's right there. T-Mobile is like literally yep. right there. So we're like, but I am, uh, I am super excited. Most of pretty much all of my, this has some work on the tail end, but pretty much all my Vegas trips have been work. This one is literally degenerate. It is, I have nothing. We, friend that I'm going with, we're very similar. Like we have some dinner plans that we may cancel. Uh, we have some plans that we may create. Okay. Going to Vegas without going anywhere without an itinerary, I think is like a wonderful way to do a trip. See, this is where we know. are the opposite. See, I am very much, now it depends who you're with. If I'm with like my kids, like that is not a way I could do a trip. But if you're with the right company and you're and frankly in Vegas, you could just meander into a so, good time. Yeah. So here's the thing. I will say I like going into Vegas with like an outline, not necessarily like a plan and stru like structure, but like an outline of an idea of like generally because also like I need to plan outfits and timing on that stuff. Like I need I need that at least. But I do yeah. enjoy like going out at like you go get dinner at like eight o'clock yep. and then the night is young. Like you can decide from after dinner, you can decide what the vibe is. If it's a club vibe, if it's a gambling vibe, if it's a show vibe, you can just decide yep. right after. Yeah. I am uh sweet 16. I like, it's a great weekend to go four games, Thursday, Friday, you got two games each day and they're meaningful. They're at good times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am, I am going to hit up Circa on Friday, do the whole Circa swim. Yeah, and, uh, let's go. Yeah, nah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Get some I'm, content, I'm, please. I beg there, of there you. I'm going to actually there... make people DM you because I always tell you, please videotape content. Please get content. Please get content. I'm always- I'm You're always, always just so little... in the moment. Well, I am, and I'm also a little scared um, because <laughs> like, after seven to 10 beers, the content- will change. Here's the thing. Now, I will be sober so you can text it to me and I will filter you, through it. Like my editor? Yes. Truly my editor. <laughs> Truly your editor. Yeah. Um, Just please. I but I'm looking forward to it. So I um yes. Now how about you? Where what is the uh what does the situation look like for the next round of games? You go not this week, but you're off next week then to actually yes. do work and cover a really awesome series of basketball games yeah so i leave the friday before or the final four to go to houston and then um i'm actually so my brother and stepdad are also going um which is going to be super fun and then on that sunday we have an off day so we're going to see the astros play so that'll be kind of cool to go to the juice That's box awesome. check another ballpark off the list um and Great the weather's box. supposed to be really nice this is a very californian thing to say right now but I can't wait for nice weather. And so we're going and it's going to be like in the 70s and 80s and it's been pouring rain here nonstop um, for as long as I can remember. I feel like it's just been awful. Um, but very much looking forward to that. But this week is still kind of a big work week. Um, watching games, obviously, but betting, betting, still going to bet. Yeah, good transition. And I, I actually right? have a cool, I have a new can. This is a new beer to show. Uh, this is actually perfect. So this is called... Into the Tilt, okay? And this is by Roaring Table Brewing. I've never had this, never heard of the brewery. Now, why do I like this? First off, it's an IPA. Second, I love Tilt. You know, I as a gambler, I'm on Tilt quite a bit. As a human, I'm on Tilt quite a bit. So Into the Tilt, somebody bought this for me because they're like, this is perfect for you. That's hilarious. It's also, if you can see the can, if you're uh -huh. watching on video, and you should, it's a pinball beer. Like, oh. these are like little pinball flickers. So this 
Uh, and the IPA itself is actually probably a six and a half out of ten. It's not okay. that great. Thank you for the but rating. Pan, eight out of ten. Name, nine and a half out of ten. There's a lot to like with this beer, minus the actual beer itself, which is okay. Um, so let's get to picks. This is like a traditional picks and pints. Picks and pints. We're football back, season like. So we're both. I guess I had my lights in from a day ago. Um, yes. So we are both on Kansas State plus. Yes. One and a half. I, I love it, Kansas State. Me too. I that's a little scary because of our Arizona situation, but we're back. <laughs> Classic. They are a lot of on the fun. Wildcats. They are so fun to watch. They are a lot of fun. And I saw I forget who tweeted this, but somebody said like Kansas State has the most fun athletes that are like five eight and small. Yeah. Like consistently like they are. Right? So I just for Michigan State, I just don't think they can do it consistently. Like that's my question. They've been so spotty all year. Um, obviously, it's hard to bet against Tom Izzo in March. Like, I hate doing that. I really do. But I'm going to do it, so. So, the other game that we have together we're going is Alabama Moneyline. I agree with you. I actually think this is going to be a scrappy game against San Diego State. Um, I think it could be an under game. Mm-hmm. But I think Alabama is too good. I, I respect San Diego State. I'm assuming you feel the same way. Yeah. Don't love the line, but I think they win. I mean, Arizona beat them, but um, yeah, I I think that Alabama is just going to be dominant. Okay, where we go our separate ways. Yeah. Um, we could start with, I guess, Arkansas. You like Arkansas plus uh, four. I like UConn minus four. I this is a tough game. Honestly, for me, I could uh-huh. see you betting Arkansas with the points. I just think UConn is kind of hitting that other level that they found earlier in the year. Yeah, but Arkansas is legit. Like I, I get it. Like it's a this is a tough this is a fun game. I want to go see. Yeah, um, so it's it, a fun no, game I, to watch. It definitely think it's worth a watch. Um, I had UConn in my Final Four, in my bracket, but again, it's completely rubbish now. So we are moving on to making smart bets, and I do think Arkansas is a really safe bet there with the points. We are also going the other direction. Yes. Uh, I like Texas minus the points, uh, and you like Xavier plus four and a half. Yeah. I, again, tough game. Like, you could make it. Like, this isn't like football where it's, oh, this team. No, Xavier's yeah. really good. I think Texas is just getting hot at the right time. Yeah. I picked them to go to the Final Four again. I'm going against my Final Four picks. Oh, I'm changing it up. I'm also rooting for Sean Miller now. And, and, and history has shown that he's really good at getting to the Elite Eight and then losing the Elite Eight. So I probably won't bet him in the Elite Eight. That's like your unofficial adopted team, right, for mm-hmm. this now? Oh, God, yes, of course. It's so funny, though. I will say it's hilarious to me how many people will, like, come for me on Twitter and be like, he's a horrible human being. He let a coach take oh, the fall for this. him. Blah, blah, blah. Like, seriously? you not do this. You, I, like, for me, Sean Miller signifies, like, one, a team that – you know, helped me basically in a program that helped me get the job that I have today because they were good. So like, I don't, <laughs> and also there's a lot of, you know, this, there's a lot of journalisming that went wrong in a lot of ways. Um, oh, I know that. So yeah. I oh, you know this. I do. Having been told so many I, times. So I don't either. I have no hard feelings against him, but if you're an Arizona fan and you're replying to me saying, I love Sean Miller, please get out of my mentions. Thank you. And just don't be that person. That's just lame. Like yeah. just don't just, see that. Just just go away. Go away. Um, and then your last pick. Who do you have for your last one? Let's see. We went out of order. I know. I know who you have. It's Tennessee money line. Ah, uh, thank you, Tennessee money line. Yeah, it's a tough game for me too. Uh, 
I don't know. I like it. Can I ask you this? So there's so much that's being made of like Tennessee being like physical. And I, I think it's really interesting. Like, um, you know, FAU's coach came out and said they were going to watch what, like rugby uh, clips. And it was like everything you read was like how much they were beating up Duke, which I, I thought was a little overrated, frankly. So I'm very curious. Do you think it'll impact the way the officials call the game like so many others? believe it will or is it just nonsense and who gives a shit i don't think it'll affect how the game is officiated but i will say that tennessee is that is tennessee though that's their thing yeah they're i mean i arizona played them this year and it got scrappy afterwards they have some players that probably shouldn't be doing some things that they're doing on the court it is what oh it boy. is but oh i'm betting with them so tennessee fan ma- fans can't be mad but I will say they are an incredibly physical team in a way that's not like the good physical. It's not like, oh, this team plays really physical and they're playing well. This I'm is like the shit out of they're everybody. physical and you better be prepared and you better not react to it because that will cost you. So I um my last play is Creighton Princeton under. Um What? Creighton, yeah, yeah, it's kind of an odd play. I'm sorry. That it's is like, the weird we I know. What? Yeah, you, yeah. Did you watch either of those teams? I did, but here's the thing. Creighton was 20, 22 of 22 shooting free throws and like 50% from three. Just they, they will not do that again at all. In fact, it's like a big time regression of the mean. And I don't think Princeton's going to do it either. I, I think this is going to be an ugly Princeton's a great three-point shooting team. Why are you arguing with me? Because I'm this? worried. I'm worried that you're making this bet. Remember, remember last week when I told you, what did I tell you not to bet? You were like, I'm oh, so on this was, first four uh, game in it was, Nevada. It was Air, Arizona State, Nevada. Nevada. And I was like, don't bet Nevada. What are you doing? This is one of those things where I'm like, I don't know, Kramer. Well, that one I was like on the fence on. Like this one, I am i don't have like the strongest conviction toward, but I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm in. And if it loses, then you have the right to text me like, hey, shithead, I told you so. Like you've earned that here. <laughs> You did. You did save. Not only did the Nevada not, and I, I did bet with you. We switched. We talked through it. But like, Arizona State was up by like twenty five at the half or whatever it was. Yeah. It was like, it was a, it was bad. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I texted you and I was like, "Are you glad you didn't take Nevada?" <laughs> I was extremely glad I didn't take Nevada. This is so, what I'm here for. I am. Uh, so there you have it. There are our picks. Um, we are. On the same page for some, on the on different pages for some, and <laughs> clearly kind of different page on the ones we're not even going against each other. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm just trying good. to protect you. But you know what? Um, you know what? That's back to normal at least. I so think does that's... this mean that you're going to be doing a no punts allowed next week from Vegas? It does. It. it well, I'm going to be doing from it. Vegas. I got to figure out how and when we're going to do that. Um, we will find a way. I think we will find a way. I did not think about that until you said it, and now the stress of it is setting in. I think it's funny uh, that this is also like a behind the curtain into how this podcast operates and works. Very much yeah. so where I'm like thinking eight steps ahead, and Kramer's like, oh yeah, you're right. We probably should Look, do that. <laughs> your solo podcast you wanted to do, um, like like with a call-in for me after no. two cut waters or two <laughs> two cut waters hey i mean if we want to do a q a next week and then you submit and then we go oh, and then God. i just facetime you oh wait you don't have an iphone oh this is getting between your gator <laughs> my gatorade shaming and everything else your android is, yeah this is i don't know how we're friends anymore i'm not really sure right, yeah the, the orange gator i didn't know was such a like a like a hot spot it's all right we'll we'll work through this um we will 
So it's going to be fun. I will check in. I'm sure you'll hear from me both on the trials, tribulations, and I just want to win some fucking money. Like, let's go. I, I like. Let's go. I feel like this is my trip. Like, I feel like this is it. Um, I have an early flight tomorrow. I am going to be drinking um, <laughs> by 7:30 a.m. Okay, this is like no judgment. No judgment. I, I, it's, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to figure out what it is. Like most people think, Bloody Mary. Uh, I've got to take before we leave. I think a screwdriver is a far superior drink than a Bloody Mary. So do I. I think it's. I but think I it's love far Bloody Marys. So, Don't get me wrong. When I, I'm hungover and I have to drink, me, if I'm me too. Okay. Okay. So starting off your weekend, screwdriver. Yes. Okay? Two days in, bloody. I actually think that's a perfect way to put it. Like, a screwdriver is like the like. Business, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I shouldn't say business trip. I'm not drinking screwdrivers before meetings. But like, I'm on a <laughs> business trip to Vegas that's not business. I'm there to make money. Yes. I'm like, Which is screwdriver, a less nonsense, less everything. Yeah. Like, I'm there just to drink some orange juice and some vodka. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. Vitamin C to keep yourself healthy. and Exactly. Something some like sugar that. to get you some energy and then the alcohol to yes. get you going. That's all I need. So, um, yes, we will do a full report and we will then figure out when the hell we're going to record next week, which should be a great deal of fun. So um, enjoy the games. Good luck to your bets. Good, Good luck, luck to, to your bets. Our bets. And we will talk to you guys next week.